Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode 14 of our Montessori Babies podcast. Today's episode is a really interesting one because I'm going to be addressing some common hesitations per se about Montessori for babies. There was a time in my career where I was in the head offices and admissions for a group of Montessori schools in Southern California, and I had the job of answering the burning questions of inquiring parents. And of course, a lot of logistical information was offered, right? But the rest was all about Montessori and if it could be right for their child and their situation. Because in the school setting, a lot of the time, the need for care is how they're introduced to Montessori, right? So they kind of hear it's, you know, oh, it's a good type of education or you know, another parent who loved the school, but they're not super familiar with the pedagogy and whether or not it's right for them. So I had the pleasure of explaining all of the elements and I got to ask them, you know, what they valued and what they were hoping for in their child's experience. And I, you know, got so much great feedback, but also some hesitations, right? And rightfully so. I feel like as parents, it's our duty to question and dig into the experiences that we're choosing for our child and ourself and our family, right? Because it'll be their everyday life while they're at school. And of course, you know, choosing it for yourself at home is a whole other, you know, situation as well. And so we love our babies and just want to make sure that we're making informed decisions that feel right, right? So that's what we're going to be addressing today. We're going to be diving into some hesitations that I heard while in admissions in respect to the infant toddler Montessori program, but also just some hesitations that I've heard as an infant teacher, as an in-home consultant. And now, now that I'm in the community, right, I do get a lot of wonderful, wonderful feedback, but there is also, you know, questions, hesitations about, you know, certain Montessori approaches and such. So I am going to be addressing some of those so we can go ahead and get that conversation a roll in. <laughs> Before we jump into those, I wanted to give some really fun updates. So to start, I want to give a shout out to all of my Montessori Babies course students. I am having so much fun with you guys as we're just all in this incredible phase of implementing Montessori with our babies. I had one student reach out to me who had made the Montessori baby language cards that are included as downloads in the course and her baby loves them. And so I was just so thankful to hear that. And Another mama in the course started using, you know, the redirection tools that I teach in the course, and it's just been so amazing for her child and her family, and I'm so, so excited for them. And another piece that just warms my heart so much is that there are just lots of wonderful mamas in our course community that are starting to interact with each other, and it just really warms my heart because back when I was in my studies for, you know, my bachelor's and my master's and my Montessori training, I just have distinct memories of the group time and the moments where the discussion with my peers ended up really fueling my own experience and so much so that, you know, while we have students from around the world in our course, I was really hoping to create that same type of community experience, but virtually, right? And it's just so heartwarming to see that coming together in our course group page. And so I'm just so thankful for all of you amazing mamas and fathers and teachers and caregivers and nannies and grandparents that we have in our course. We have just this incredible community all with the goal of, you know, doing Montessori in a way that works for you and 
your family and your lifestyle or your environment and your environment flow, right? And so that's pretty much what I wanted to say. I just wanted to say I'm so excited for everyone and just so glad that we can genuinely say we're all in this together, all doing Montessori with our babies and there to support each other, right? And so in other news, that's slightly related as you'll see in a second, but we are approaching my son's first birthday. And I am just baffled at how fast it went. I mean, I knew this consciously, right? Like I've watched so many babies in my class grow super quickly and transition into the toddler class. And, you know, I'd always just be so attached to them, right? Because they were my babies before I had my own baby. I spent Monday through Friday all day with them. But now that I have my own baby, it's like, man, that was so fast. (laughs) Maybe because I've been just so sleepy too, but I just mean, you know, I still feel tender at my C-section scar sometimes and he's like about to start walking and he's pointing at everything. And when we call him hilarious, because he he is super funny, he does this like fake laugh that makes us real laugh and then he real laughs and it's just so funny. So anyway, I just wanted to say that in honor of my son's first birthday, one year as a parent and as a Montessori mama and one year from the release of my course, because I officially opened enrollment just before my son was born, I am going to be having a huge promotion for the Montessori Babies course. So this promotion is only going to be available for one weekend, and it is seriously the biggest promotion I've had. (laughs) So tuition for the Montessori Babies course is usually $252, as you know, but from Friday, April 14th to Monday, April 17th, you'll be able to enroll for only $111, so over half off which is incredible. And I'm so excited to be offering it. So the way that you can get in on this promotion is to sign up for my son's first birthday promotion waitlist. I have that linked in the show notes for you. And I will also have everything linked and available on Instagram. But if you want it sent straight to your inbox, definitely sign up below. Okay, so now to dive into our quote for today. Our quote today is by the wonderful author L.R. Nost. And she said, Parenting has nothing to do with perfection. Perfection isn't even the goal, not for us and not for our children. Learning together to live well in an imperfect world, loving each other despite or even because of our imperfections, and growing as humans while we grow our little humans. Those are the goals of gentle parenting. So don't ask yourself at the end of the day if you did everything right. Ask yourself what you learned and how well you loved, and then grow from your answer. That is perfect parenting. So the reason that I chose this quote for this episode is because we are talking about a lot of different hesitations in relation to, you know, choosing a Montessori lifestyle for your baby, but also in respect to your parenting style, right? Because, you know, in infancy, essentially, that's what you're doing at home. It's an approach you're taking. It's the parenting style that you're taking. And so I wanted to start with that just to set the precedence of what a peaceful parenting experience can be. You know, whether you choose Montessori for yourself or not, it can end up being something, you know, where you just get to learn more about yourself. Of course, you get to learn about your child and who they are and who they continue to show you to be. But a lot of times when we remove, you know, these really intense expectations and just do what we can with what we have and aim for growth and love, you will land in a space that is just perfect for you and for your baby. And if it feels right, then that's all we can do, right? So I just wanted to go ahead and start there before jumping into, you know, some of these common questions. I also want to say that the hesitation questions that I've gotten, I love them. I love that people are questioning because it shows that people want to know all of the angles to Montessori. There's a lot of great information out there about Montessori, you know, from zero through, you know, 
elementary. They go up to high school, but the high school experience isn't as well known or widespread on social media. (laughs) It's more so, you know, the pre-elementary and then if you choose it for elementary as well, right? So I just want to say that it's wonderful when people question the ideas behind it if something feels funky or something feels off because all that's going to do is strengthen your parenting approach, right? Strengthen what you feel like is right for you and for your baby. So jumping into the first hesitation that I've gotten before, one of them is regarding independence. So independence specifically with our babies because babies are inherently dependent, right? And I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but it is a common question, concern, hesitation that I've gotten in respect to Montessori and infancy. If we are fostering independence, how are we honoring the dependent child? Or another common, you know, way that people have phrased it is that babies need to be dependent during this phase or something like, you know, we're pushing them to be independent too early, you know, that kind of thing. And so what I wanted to just kind of note on that is that fostering independence in infancy falls right in line with following the child. So what we are doing is essentially we are there with them, right? They are dependent on us. We are there with them every step of the way, lovingly, supportively there, right? When they reach for that spoon because they will, because they have that inner will to learn about their world as, you know, so you're trying to feed them and they reach for that spoon. The idea about fostering independence is letting them try in every step of the way. We're letting them try. We're letting them try as developmentally appropriate, of course, but we're letting them try and we're getting them involved. And then we're doing things like setting up their environment to support that. So it's not, you know, pushing them away from us to be independent too early because we're right there with them every single step of the way. What it is, is we're honoring that inner will to learn about their world to do what they see you do every day. And so I just wanted to kind of note on that piece because it it is a common hesitation that I've gotten. And so really what you're doing when you are fostering independence is you are honoring that child. You're supporting their inner will and you're letting them lead the way on their learning experience. And so it ends up being something really, really beautiful if you have the opportunity to see it in practice. I actually was just sent a message by a a lovely mother on Instagram who had said she had listened to one of my podcast episodes and, and she had mentioned she had started getting her baby involved and literally everything that she was driven to be involved in and how amazing it's been. And so when we offer these opportunities for them to be involved, it ends up being just this world of opportunity for development, for, you know, the way that they learn, for our connection with them, right? Because we're right there with them. We're sportscasting, we're giving them language, we're connecting, so it's good for our attachment, like so many different benefits to it, right? But that's just a common misconception is that, you know, we're fostering independence, we're pushing them away from us too early, especially as babies. And that's just the misunderstood piece behind it. So I wanted to go over that. The second point that I wanted to go over is that the Montessori approach itself doesn't always align with what we've learned in various cultures throughout generations, right? So for me, I am fully Latina on my dad's side. And, you know, well, my dad himself, because I've been in this field so long, I've been sharing all the amazing things I've learned throughout the years with my dad. So you kind of knew what to expect with my baby. But but within our culture, it's very, very common to see, you know, parents and grandparents being taught something completely different than what implementing Montessori with an infant looks like. So for example, since we were on, you know, the feeding with the spoon topic, it's almost like in our culture, we want to do for our babies, right? So we want to do for them because that's how we show our love, right? And so letting them do for themselves can sometimes even be seen as a disservice to the child. And that's common across 
across a lot of different cultures. And so what I wanted to say, you know, just kind of in respect to that, is that if we are able to just kind of peek through the lens of the development side, if we're able to peek through the lens of seeing what this child is driven to, right, and kind of let that notion of, you know, what we think should be happening go, at least as the parent, right? So you're going to have to have some tricky conversations later on, (laughs) which, you know, I've had to do on a lot of different occasions. But if you're able to just kind of let go of what we think we need to be doing and watch our child and follow their lead, they will use that inner light unconsciously, right? But they will use that inner light and show you exactly what it is that they need in that moment. And, you know, some signs are more obvious than others. Like sometimes they're reaching for that spoon and it's just like, oh, okay, well, let me hand you a spoon and I'll have a spoon. And so I can also help you while you're practicing yourself, you know? And then there are other times that, you know, they're a little bit less obvious where they start throwing things and that lets us know that they're all done, you know, just stuff like that. If we just watch them and we follow them and we honor our culture by showing our love that way, looking through the lens of how these babies are growing, the actual child development piece, it can be really, really beautiful. And so I just wanted to address that because I know, you know, I know in my culture and in a lot of other cultures, it's very common to see hesitation, especially when you say things like, you know, fostering independence and stuff like that. So hopefully that's helpful. And then recently, a lot of you have reached out to me and asked the question of how to have these conversations with family. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand. And I recently released an episode on how to talk to family and caregivers about doing Montessori with your baby. That is season two, episode 10 of this show, of our Montessori baby show. And so I'll have that linked below for you if you are looking for tips and tricks on how to talk to family about doing Montessori with your baby. So moving on to the third common hesitation. And this is something that people actually find out once they get into working with, you know, their Montessori baby at home or get into the field working with Montessori babies, but that I'm fully disclosing now. (laughs) It requires a significant amount of work initially. But for the brilliant reward of what is to come later on. So what I mean by this is there are levels of, you know, preparedness and attuneness and observation that are essentially essentially essential (laughs) to the Montessori experience. And when we are doing things like, you know, following the child and fostering independence, and we're kind of always in this state of supporting where they're at, but also that next place in development. So there's a lot of various pieces. There's the piece of preparing our own self, you know, being very self-aware, aware of your environment and all the various pieces in your environment. And so there is, you know, work that goes into it initially, right? But later on, when you see your child gliding through infancy and emerging into and out of toddlerhood, you will just see the most beautiful things. Like you'll see these really, really settled, content moments. You'll see a really empowered child and therefore an empowered adult, right? Because if we're preparing ourselves, we know what's up in their development. We are setting up our space. We're content right? We're content with what is happening in their world. And so it ends up just being this really beautiful experience. But I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten the feedback where a parent will reach out and say, you know, my family is astounded at how he is happily involved in his space at, you know, 18 months or (laughs) how he's incredibly calm and able to just 
hold attention onto a material or even an interaction or how they'll observe something happening and all of the little pieces within it. And there are just so many pieces to how we're supporting babies the Montessori way, which ends up being, you know, part of the work that we're putting into it in the beginning. But again, it's just this incredible foundation in their foundational years. So from zero to six, it's their foundational years. We're building that foundation for who they will be one day. So in my humble opinion, the initial work is incredibly worth it. (laughs) It also brings so much peace to you. I cannot tell you enough how often I used the tools of the prepared adult piece, which is the first module in the course that I teach. I used those fiercely during the newborn phase and then continuously throughout all of the various phases of infancy. And we're coming to the end of infancy. Ah, I can't even believe it. But it, it really does. It just brings you a lot of peace in all of these various areas. And so I personally think that the initial work is just totally worth it. Another hesitation that I've gotten is that Montessori as a general topic can sometimes come off as an all or nothing approach. Especially when we look at social media, you'll see, you know, various accounts that are all Montessori and giving you all of this information and almost in a rigid sense right? That's a word that I've heard before (laughs) in the field is that it can come off as rigid. And basically what I will say to that is that similarly to any information that you get as a human, what I will tell you is that the Montessori principles that make up the Montessori baby experience, the child development information that supports the Montessori baby experience, all of these pieces will give you the tools that you need to implement what feels right for you. So it doesn't have to be any sort of rigid approach. Something like toy rotation, for example, can happen with the toys that you have in your house. And it's just using these principles and these concepts and applying it in a way that supports things like their drive to learn about their world, their development of concentration, right? So all of these different pieces that all come together within just following a principle based off of what you already have. So it doesn't have to be anything rigid. That said, it can be (laughs) if you are looking to do just an only Montessori experience for your baby and toddler and follow that at home as if you were, you know, running a little classroom, you can absolutely do that. There is a whole progression of materials that are all perfectly aimed at supporting various stages of development in infancy and inner needs that Dr. Montessori and Dr. Montanaro had observed that babies have, right? So you can absolutely do Montessori in everything that it was designed to be. But if there are just some principles that you feel would just work super well with your family and with your flow, right? Use those and you'll see the magical moments that come from that too. So that kind of leads me on to my, my fifth point or hesitation. And that's that Montessori just kind of seems like an approach that's only for those who can afford it. And that is a current day social media driven point. There are a lot of really, really beautiful furniture pieces, materials, and again, they are, they have a purpose and they are beautiful. And, you know, I had a whole bunch of them in my classroom. Oh my gosh, I loved unboxing new materials, you know, when we would put in our teacher orders and oh, it's so much fun. And then getting to rotate them in and seeing the kids, you know, just like light up with this new material that I presented in their space. And it's so much fun. But 
Again, you can implement in a way that works for you. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can use the tools that I teach here in my course, on my Instagram, and wherever else you get your Montessori information. You can use these tools and make an experience that works for you in your space without spending a lot of money. Like for example, so I was running an in-home Montessori before I had my son. And when I was pregnant and then approaching the birth of my son, I just, I knew that I was going to want to be home with my son. And that was just what felt right for me. And so I moved away from that. And so obviously our income looked a lot different at that point, right? So my husband and my income looked a lot different at that point. And so the way that I've been doing Montessori has been incredible incredibly budget friendly. I have been, you know, just consistently on Facebook Marketplace, like looking to see for some super steel deals. And I kid you not, 95% of his environment is secondhand. And I love it. (laughs) To me, secondhand shopping is like finding just these joyous, glorious treasures. And it's incredibly, you know, eco-friendly as well. So that's how we are existing. And my son loves it. I love it. And so it's totally doable. So that's what I wanted to say for that. And the last hesitation that I've heard kind of in various different ways is just that for whatever reason, it feels like the pieces where you have to learn about yourself or unlearn certain things, for example, don't even seem doable in early infancy right? Because you're just kind of trying to survive at certain points and, you know, keep this tiny baby, you know, alive. And so so something like doing, you know, this extra work and approach, it just ends up seeming like, how is that even possible, you know? But what I will say is that tiny little things that you can do to support yourself in your transition, in your parenting journey, whether it's five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, whatever it is, that will benefit you. It'll benefit your baby and it'll benefit your environment and it'll benefit your family and it will benefit everyone. But for the sake of this point, you know, you and your mental health is what I want to support, right? And so even in those moments where it feels like you just can't and you're just trying to figure out what this moment means for you, you know, in those early phases, it, it can be really challenging. If you take tiny steps to just honor yourself in this new role, tiny, tiny steps to just be and learn about yourself and learn about, you know, what you're feeling in certain moments and that kind of thing. These moments of self-awareness, these moments of connectedness, they're all part of that Montessori parenting experience. And so if there's anything that I can do to support you during this time, I mean, I hope that, you know, episodes like this are helpful and You know, for those of you in my course, that's why I made each lesson around 10 minutes. So you can just listen to it, kind of take it in, and then let yourself be with it for a little bit. And so you have this as a resource throughout your entire infancy and toddlerhood journey. But anyway, as far as the as far as the work that you have to do for your own self and your own learning journey as a new parent, you're gonna be doing it anyway right? You're going to be having to figure things out anyway. And so if you have some, you know, little guides, little tips, little tools, it's just going to enhance that all the more. Maybe bring some inspiration, maybe bring some moments of empowerment, maybe even bring you a huge sense of peace in times when things may seem a little chaotic. It ends up just being super worth it. So I hope that addressing these, you know, common questions, hesitations was helpful. Again, I just want to note that it makes you a really good parent to look at all of the angles of something that you're choosing for yourself and you're choosing for your baby. And as I've said before on this show, I am a huge proponent of informed decision making. And so I am here to just support you on that journey with what I've learned throughout the years. 
So anyway, that's about it. Like I mentioned earlier, if you want to get in on that huge promotion for the Montessori Babies course in honor of my son's first birthday and a year out of parents going through the course, I would absolutely just love to have you in that community as well as this community. So I will have that waitlist linked below in the show notes. I will also be announcing it on Instagram very soon. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can also get on the waitlist there. Anyway, that is about it for season two, episode 14 of our Monastery Babies podcast. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!